For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but for some reason, they just won't go to sleep. And for this reason, I created the podcast Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. Join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, friendos, and welcome into Week 8 Fantasy Impact right here on Fantasy Pros. I'm Chris Welsh. That is Scott Bogman. We got Deepak Chona in the house. We're going to be talking about injuries. We're going to be talking about all of how stupid this week is. (laughs) Horrible week, awful week. Chiefs down, 49ers done. Put them to bed. Fantasy teams over. Props not hitting. Five catches for 19 yards for Zay Flowers. Done. I am done. I am is almost of a foul mood as most of the chat. I took a little peek at the chat and then I said, nope, I'm done with that. I'm not going to do that. It is foul mood central on week eight. You know what? Let's get rid of some of these teams. I don't like them all playing. It's not good. There's too much going on here. I don't know. Maybe there's positivity. We'll talk about it. I don't know if Deepak will have all of the awesome fun positive news to share with us but bogman how are you doing you doing great with your steelers looking like garbage oh well i mean look uh you and i talked about this you were on the steelers this week joe was on the steelers this week and i said nope (laughs) i don't think so i was on the jaguars what are you talking about okay well on monday you were on the steelers uh when we were talking about it but maybe you settled on a different opinion but I said, boy, do I hate being right all the time. And I was right. Yeah, the Steelers lost. I was not surprised. But look, nothing can ruin my mood. It's not about football for me right now. Of course, oh. the, Steel- the, the Steelers were bad. But the D-backs are in the World Series. I'm going to be out there with you in a couple days. So I- I'm I'm ready to talk about that. But yeah, this football was not good. And I know no. Deepak has some more bad news for us. Yeah, we're going to have some bad news here. Uh, a lot of big, you know, there's some big performances today, a lot of big touchdowns, a lot of predictive stuff, and a lot of stuff that just splatted in all of our faces, which is never a good thing. So let's get into all the action. We're going to be breaking it all down. If you want to follow these fine gentlemen, you can do so on Twitter at Bogman Sports at Sport MD Analysis. You can follow me at Is It The Welsh. Deepak, before we talk about the injuries and you ruin everybody's day, how are you doing? We all lost. Yeah. All three of our teams lost. Yeah. Yeah, that really deflated me, man. Losing to the 0-6 Panthers, that was not an easy easy loss to swallow. Mm. Now, how have you, by the way, let me just ask you, because you're going to like absolutely break um, one sect of teams' hearts here in a second. How have you come to terms with being, you're kind of the heartbreak kid. You're is kind it, of Shawn Michaels. Kind you're of the, the Grim HBK. Reaper, yeah, I would say. A yeah, Undertaker, bit. HBK, chin music to all of our teams. <laughs> like you have a great disposition. I think you're the best in the business. I absolutely love you. But all you do is bring us bad news all the time. How do you keep such a sunny disposition when you're the bearer of bad news? Well, when you have a real franchise quarterback to root for, I know neither <laughs> of you really have that right now. Oh, it, no. It'll really, it'll oh, really help man. boost your outlook. With the drive-by, too. <laughs> My team probably has the worst quarterback, too, in Brock Purdy. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I was about to make some bad jokes here, but let's talk <laughs> about the injuries. Without a franchise quarterback, looks like the Minnesota Vikings because Kirk Cousins – likely suffered a torn Achilles. I know uh, fantasy or betting pro zone Thor Nystrom has been playing for uh, Caleb Williams. Well, looking a little bit more likely because the injury did not look good. We'll get more on that. 
Uh, other injuries you can see on the board of Monroe St. Brown questionable to play Monday with an illness. We lost Darren Waller with a hamstring injury in the game. Uh, Drake London exited with a groin injury and Matthew Stafford exited the game with a thumb injury. We've got a couple other uh, things that we'll talk about here, but those are the big five on the injury front. But Deepak, all eyes on Kirk Cousins. I did not see if there was a confirmation of the torn Achilles. We're talking likely here, but walk us through how devastating this is going to look for Vikings fans. Yeah, the fact that they're calling it likely Achilles, you can usually just tell by by feeling the leg. So the MRI is, is sort of a formality. It's almost certainly torn. Week one of next year is a realistic goal for Kirk Cousins. And with a quarterback, especially one who's not super mobile, you would expect him to regain most of his form, even at his sort of advanced age for a quarterback. But, you know, obviously out this year and really no hope of returning. I have, I'm not even joking you. I just realized this. I have a dynasty team. Bogman and I play in this crazy league. It's a three sport league where it's actually really cool. You can like interchange and trade like baseball for football and stuff like that. Wow. And I've had a powerhouse of a football team. Here are my quarterbacks <laughs> that I walked into this year with Aaron Rodgers, Trey Lance, and Kirk Cousins. So Ouch. I think I'm. I, I don't think I have a quarterback anymore. I don't think I have a starting quarterback in that it's league. It's like whatsoever. the meme where the Grim, Grim Reaper's knocking on everybody's door. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Lance is standing there, you know. So, Boggs, knowing that um, there's a dynasty aspect to it, but what does that do in your mind to guys like Jordan Addison if Justin, you know, this also like would Justin Jefferson return now that Kirk Cousins is out? What does this do to the ancillary options that are in Minnesota for you? I mean, it hurts every wide wide receiver and tight end. It probably helps Madison and Cam Akers uh, a little bit because I think you do need to adjust the complexity of this playbook. And you're not going to have Jaron Hall and Sean Mannion are the two quarterbacks on the roster right now. So, I mean, I think maybe we, we see them give a call to Carson Wentz or somebody like that just to finish out the season respectably. You know, because Jaron Hall, the rookie from BYU, you're not going to let him go out there and throw it 40 times a game. And Kevin O'Connell will adjust his playbook, but I don't think it's going to be down to under 30 passes a game. And you just cannot trust either one of those guys with that. So I think we're going to get a Mr. Outside hire, maybe Jaron Hall for the next week or two, and then somebody else comes in. But it is uh, it's going to be ugly for that offense moving forward. I mean, look at the Giants situation. Who the hell was it? Danny DeVito got in there. Tommy DeVito. Yeah. yeah. Danny, Danny DeVito was in there just handing the ball. They off had 30 seven times. passing yards and they almost won. They probably should have won that game. So, uh, I mean, they're going to be running the triple option. Go get Navy's head coach. I'd rather Danny. De Danny DeVito could at least throw the oh ball like God. they just don't trust it. So that might be what you're getting in Minnesota. So it's it's a realistic thing that we are going to have to consider downgrading. Well, I'm such a Jordan Addison and guy kj osborne's been good on receptions we're gonna have to consider full downgrades kind of across the board maybe we don't need to be too dramatic tj Hawkins. i would say tj hawkinson is very safe like uh rookie young new quarterback option i think he's still going to be in the top end spot but you know what it's really bad also deepak matthew stafford there are some potential options of how bad or good this could end up being so talk to us about the stafford injury yeah, so the a little bit of optimism here, and the reason is that it was a series of three what looked like medium severity hits to the thumb, not one that looks so severe that it's definitely a torn ligament there. If he just has a sprain, which is what I would kind of suspect based on the video, then that is something that he could potentially play through as early as next week. Now, if it is torn, that would mean surgery out about six weeks, but... 
again, Matthew Stafford, until further reports come out, he'll probably get an MRI tomorrow as well. But so far, I'm leaning towards this this one being a sprain. Oh, man, we're going to, I mean, again, Carson the Wentz same... on the wire just doing this this yeah, week. Yeah. Going to get Co- some money. Puka and Cooper Cup, man. Boggs, is there any, uh, obviously it's a little preemptive to get too crazy about it, but if there is a tear and there's elongated injury, this is another situation where Cooper Cup, Almost seems like a quarterback proofless, except in this game where the quarterback didn't get him the ball. But like, how are you going to approach both Puka and Cooper if uh, we're out with Stafford for six weeks? It's the same deal as Minnesota, man, because this is a pass first offense and you don't want Brett Rippon in there throwing 50 times. Maybe some of these guys will surprise us. You know, Josh Dobbs did for a couple weeks. Uh, Will Levis looked great today. Uh, you know, so there is a potential that some of these guys surprise us. Brock Purdy came out of nowhere and looked great until the last couple of weeks. So, you know, I, I mean, there's a chance that these offenses don't have to make the uh, as dramatic as, of an adjustment as I think. But when you're a pass-heavy offense and you depend, depend on timing and rhythm and all that stuff, Getting someone in there with so little experience. I mean, Brett Rippon at least has a little experience. Jaron Hall has nothing. So these offenses are just going to be hurting for a couple weeks at least, it seems. Dude, Brock Purdy was out there looking like Tim Tebow, rushing for 50-plus yards and just throwing to the opposite team every single time. I'd rather Tim Tebow at this point. Uh, Deepak, <laughs> putting it back up here, uh, any other thoughts you want to throw? Um, Amonra is more of an illness Monday Night Football thing, but Darren Waller, Drake London both had a couple injuries. Any long-term concerns with either one of those guys? Yeah, some long-term concern with Darren Waller. He had a hamstring injury before. He's had a history of two severe hamstrings previously. And he's age 30 now. So all of that together, likely not good news. Probably a multi-week absence for Darren Waller incoming. For Drake London, the average on these does vary, but the average would be about one week. So we'll follow his practice reports pretty closely to sort of see where we go from there. And then with Amon Ross St. Brown, now most of these illness designations are played through. With that being said, we obviously saw Bijan be affected by it last week and it's a little bit dicey because of the late week addition to the report. So I'm sort of leaning towards him playing, but with some sort of performance hit. Yeah, Boggs, I, um, Tara and I were kind of going back and forth, uh, not battling, but she was pretty big on Waller today. And I was just like, listen, I need weeks. Because we had this question of like Laporta versus um, Waller. And I was like, it's clearly Laporta. And I said, yeah. I would need like three weeks for Waller to even join the conversation of that group. And then what four completions or something like that from the Giants today and Darren Waller getting hurt like this all but just furthers why he can't join the conversation of the full on trustworthy tier, the circle of trust, if you will. Well, as soon as he becomes trustable, too, he gets hurt. So it's just been, uh, you know, that's been his career as of recently. He had a couple of good years. He's been injury plagued ever since. So nothing is changing right now. So and that's that's one of the things going into the season. It's not just the guy being out. It's a guy leaving games and being questionable, which is why I have zero shares of Darren Waller. Deepak, last thing is we just a couple side notes. Uh, Kenny Pickett uh, was knocked out of the game and Curtis Samuel both might have some games missed potential looming for them. Any thoughts you want to throw on both of those guys? Yeah, with Pickett, the average on rib contusions is about one to two weeks and they're playing on Thursday. So it's asking a lot for him. He'd be a little bit of an outlier, although it is possible for him to come back. And then with Curtis Samuel, he was already questionable entering this week with a foot injury. Now he's got a toe. The combination means he's probably going to be out for at least one week. 
All right. Well, uh, sportsmedanalytics.com, sportsmed uh, MD analysis on Twitter. And if you're looking for a Halloween costume, the Grim Reaper, Deepak Jonas, sometimes are kind of the same thing. Deepak, we do love you, even though you bring us the bad news, but you bring us the big smiles. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you in week nine, my friend. Yes, sir. See you guys. Want to dominate your fantasy football leagues? Well, then you need My Playbook, available only from Fantasy Pros. Struggling with the waiver wire? My Playbook lets you see who the top available players are week to week. Can't decide who to start? Compare your players side by side with detailed breakdowns and projections for each week of your fantasy season. And it's all included with your premium subscription to Fantasy Pros. So sign up today at fantasypros.com or download our free My Playbook app to your Apple or Android device. Miller Lite, here's to what's next. Our top headlines of the day. We got the big four. We got the dad lines from Bogman. So Bogman, number one on our headlines for the day is what? We don't like that. Kirk Cousins, Achilles. Oh, come on. Do, do, do the thing. We don't like that. All right. Thank you. Is that better? Thank you. That was um, much better. Much better. Uh, yeah, we don't like that. Uh, Kirk Cousins. I, I, I do think this is, should be more somber. So I think my first one maybe was a little better. We don't like that. It should be like Eeyore a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, Jaron Hall, let's let's hope, you know, and if he doesn't work out, Sean Mannion, somebody. I mean, they got to bring in somebody because they have good players, Hawkinson and Addison. We need these guys uh, to go. So that is depressing. Do you think they're going to bring someone in? I do. I mean, I don't think you can go Jaron Hall and not lose the locker room, you know, so Carson, right. Who I don't even know who else is out there. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a couple of the guys we're not thinking of right now, but I Carson is the main one where it's like, you know, why are you starting Tyrod Taylor and guys like that? It's, um, it's the, the market is tough, but there is at least one guy out there. And he is, like I said, doing this meme right here. Who is that bird man that does that or whoever, uh, in that meme. So yeah, 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 he's he's doing that. He's licking his chops. So many, uh, QB injuries today. Send him Brock Purdy all day long. I wouldn't have any problem with that. Next up on the headlines where we all aboard the Gus bus. Let's go. Three scores for Gus Edwards, 19 carries 80 yards, three touchdowns. He looked good. Uh, two catches for 14 yards. And that last touchdown he had, um, the announcers were talking about it two guys broke through the line at the, at the goal line and he ran them both over to get in just whiffed blocks at the goal line. And he ran them both over. He looks very, very strong. And they beat down the Cardinals today, beat them down. I mean, kind of the little mini worry I had about how hardcore I was about Zay flowers this week was it was more about the Ravens just being so dominant, which they weren't, but they were so good on the ground. They just didn't need to pass the ball a whole bunch. And Gus Edwards was able to get it all done. Number three, we're going to the wide receiver front headline is how about Wolf and lamb clothing, a seating lamb, 14 targets, 12 catches, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. Also, my uh, one of my first calls on the betting pro, uh, betting pros prop show this week with Pisa Pia was the over five and a half catches for seating lamb. He's been yeah. big coming off a of bye, and that continues in his career here. He was enormous this week in one people leagues for sure. All right. For the Miller Lite, here's to what ne- here's to what's next. Headline of the day. I'm actually going to do it for Bogman because he refused to do it. I came up with a better headline. So here it is. <laughs> Miller Lights. Here's to what's next. The hills are alive with, with the sound, sound of, of Taysom. Starting tight ends. Taysom Hill with a day, Boggs. 
is Taysom a top tier tight end is my question. Nine carries, 63 yards and two scores, uh, one catch for 14. So the catches aren't there for him, but it doesn't really matter. They use him in all kinds of different scenarios, especially near the goal line. And he has been a tight end one three weeks in a row now. He is moving in there way more trustable than Darren Waller right now with the QB situations and the way the Giants offense has been running. So I, I think we're finally starting to get there. Uh, Taysom Hill to me before this year was an annoyance. And now he is actually startable and been pretty solid three weeks in a row. He's earning his way to be a tight end one. So here's what I'm going to need. I'm going to need someone to Photoshop Bogman's face on the hills are alive, the the woman in the hills. And then the instead of sound of music, it says Miller Light. That's what we're going to need at the top <laughs> there. That's how we're going to do it. Because with a Miller Light in your hand, fall or musicals don't just taste great. They taste like Miller time. To get Miller Light delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash fantasy pros. That is MillerLite.com slash fantasy pros, or you can find it everywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. The hills are alive with the sound of tight ends. Thank you, Taysom Hill. Uh, we also got a, a couple of giveaway announcements real quick, and then we're going to get right into the games. We're going to tell you guys all about because earlier uh, talking on the live stream that I did with uh, Tara and I probably Joe and um, and who was it today? Erickson. <laughs> I forget. Yeah, it was Erickson. Erickson <laughs> was so funny today. I by wasn't the way. awake when they were in the 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 like lightning round. He was just like one name thing, just no response. He was just like. But we were talking to you guys about some belts and how about this? The ultimate custom championship belts. We have got a winner, the winner of the of ultimate custom one of one championship belt, courtesy of Trophy Smack, is Jonathan Dalopan. I think I said Dal O. Pan. I don't I'm Ron Burgundy. Correctly. Yeah, that's a, did you see the thing in the beginning of the video, by the way, that said, I'm, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Doll Pan. Please get in touch with our customer service agents at mailbag at fantasypros.com with your mailing address and proof of your subscription to Fantasy Pros YouTube channel. We'll be in touch. Again, winner is Jonathan Dalupan. Congratulations. If I even came close to uh, saying that correctly, and we're gonna give away more. This time it's not a belt. We're going to the Cowboys. We should be giving away a CD lamb, but how about the guy that threw all of those? If you want a chance to win a signed Dak Prescott Dallas Cowboys jersey courtesy of Christine Auction, the premier autograph sports memorabilia auction house, all you got to do is subscribe to Fantasy Pros YouTube channel right now. Comment below on this video. Say something nice. And that is it. We'll be announcing a winner right here on the channel, so make sure to turn on those notifications so you can know when new videos are up and claim your prize. Didn't win? Well, you can still sign up at pristineauction.com using the link in our video description. And if you use the registration code FANTASYPROS, you're going to get $10 off your first order, and you could go win everything. Go win all the stuff. Be the biggest winner. Be the Bengals. Don't be the 49ers. Win everything. Get you guys hooked up with that jersey. Let's talk about these games. Matchup recap. First up, ooh, 
your Jacksonville, uh, your Jacksonville Jaguars beat up my Pittsburgh Steelers, right, Boggs? You're yeah, that's uh, right, yeah. 20 to 10 to Jacksonville, just like I called it up. Uh, any fantasy take <laughs> yeah. you want to have outside of just excommunicado, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Travis Etienne had a monster workload, and he even got banged up, like Deepak said. He uh, left and came back in with a, a minor ankle injury, but 24 carries for 79 yards. Also had three catches for 70 yards and a score. I mean, just burnt uh, Joey Porter on, uh, um, you know, a wheel route and the safety came in to try to get the ball and there was no help underneath and a huge score for him, but it was impressive to see him with this workload. And, you know, this is kind of the guy that we thought we were getting when he initially came out of Clemson and Urban Meyer tried to move him to wide receiver and do all the weird nonsense. He had the Liz Franck injury, missed that whole year, and he's been working his way to this point. He is a dominant starter right now and seems to be a uh, clear-cut RB1 moving forward. He was just great today. Obviously, Kenny Pickett left with the rib injury. Steelers play on Thursday. I'm guessing he's not going to be in there, but you know, I've said this before. The difference between him and Mitch Trubisky is not really big. Trubisky turns the ball over more, but he'll also make bigger plays down. It's really so. only who Deontay Johnson will punch. That's about the only difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, he wanted to punch the referees today. He was blaming them for the loss, which they definitely <laughs> were a factor. But, uh, you know, don't be a crybaby. Fox, you, the, Seahawks fan. Come on. The most the most impressive thing I just wanted to hit before we move on on this was just Calvin Ridley. Like, because I was yeah. so dismissive of Calvin Ridley today. Just so over it. I'm and I'm still over the streaky ups and downs. And you know, a lot of people were talking about the man coverage. You kind of push back that the Steelers will actually run a lot more zone than people think. And Christian Kirk kind of disappeared like and Calvin soft, Ridley popped it's, up. It's a soft zone, you know. It's yeah. um they but, don't but, man up on third and long, but but he long. popped. And the question is, are you going to trust Calvin Ridley moving forward? Yeah, I think so. You know, just getting him back involved, but it's it's annoying, you know. I mean, look what we took away here is Travis Etienne is the main guy in this offense. So everything is secondary to him. It's going to be two guys in that receiving offense, probably most weeks and everybody else is going to be touchdown dependent, but you don't know which two it's going to be. It hasn't been Calvin Ridley for like three weeks in a row. This week, it was not Christian Kirk. So it's three guys, you know, Etienne's going to be one of them and you don't know who the other two are this week. It was Ingram and Ridley. So it's going to be annoying. And he's not as consistent as we wanted him to be. But um, Kirk was the odd man out. And this was a weird time of possession game. Like, there was enough time for all of these Jacksonville guys to be good. And Kirk just wasn't. He had a big drop. He's still four for 46. He wasn't terrible. But he should have been way more involved. You know, the Steelers uh, running back stuff, it's back to normal. Jalen Warren ran more routes this week. So it's the same. They both suck. And um, Pickens just didn't. He had the one catch for 22 yards and... I just didn't get involved because everything was going to cry baby Deontay's way. So Tennessee has got Pittsburgh on Thursday night football, which is why we're probably not going to see Pickett and Jacksonville's on a bye for next week. Uh, the New York giants and the uh, jets, they faced off in what I think I said this last week. This was the most unwatchable game I've ever seen in my life. You know, Thir- like 13 to 10 games in overtime. Welsh, Come not on. just 13 to 10 games, but you've got Tommy DeVito who was able to the push this into Syracuse seven total passing yards. They didn't even have it in them to throw screen passes to Saquon Barkley. They distrusted their backup quarter or their third string quarterback so much that they literally in third and long counts 
would just hand the ball off. They had no trust for him whatsoever. So Tyrod Taylor, we'll have to see if there's any missed time with that. If it is, oh my God, it's going to be nothing but Barkley. But again, they just didn't, they didn't even throw the ball to him. They couldn't do anything. I don't know what there is to take outside of Brees Hall continues to look great, even though he couldn't run here. He did it on the other side of the ball. And Saquon Barkley got volume, but the Giants look horrid. They look horrid. Did you see, did you see the volume? 39 touches. No, no I had the receiving Saquon. yard prop for Saquon, so I'm aware well, of where he got it, zero. So he had three catches. So five targets, zero yards. Catches, uh, yeah, zero yards. They just could not move the ball. Seven total passing yards on only 14 attempts, and they still almost won. Obviously, Tyrod left with the rim injury. Tommy DeVito was a run first quarterback in college. I could not believe that he made an NFL roster. It was shocking to me. So uh, I, I can't imagine uh, Danny dimes is going to be back. This He's almost back this week. Right. He'll be back next week for sure. So uh, that is hopefully we don't have to, it's not going to be great with Danny dimes. He has not look good, but it's going to be better than seven yards. Uh, the Jets had 58 total rushing yards. They didn't look good. Bryce got his work done in uh, receiving six catches for 76 yards and a score on nine targets. He had uh, double that amount of touches rushing, 12 rushes. He only had 17 yards, though. Somehow Garrett Wilson paid us off with 100 yards, and Wilson had 240. But, yeah, this was an ugly, unwatchable, gross game, and I just can't imagine – that the Giants offense is going to play this poorly again this year. And that is coming from a team that has played poorly. I think even a prepared getting reps with the starters, Tommy DeVito is better than what we saw out of Tyrod today. So, uh, I mean, you look at in everyone that was saying maybe Tyrod should be the starter over uh, Daniel Jones. I don't think we're going to hear a peep from those people anymore either. So, uh, it, it it's over with for that. Danny Dimes will be the guy as soon as he comes back, as he would have been anyway. Giants have got the Raiders and the Jets on Monday Night Football next week will be hosting the Chargers. And I can tell you what I would rather do than watch a Giants or Jets game. I'd rather stare at DraftKings for literally three straight hours because I would get way more entertainment and I could make some money. So who's got you covered? DraftKings has got you covered the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of the NFL, where new customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly on bonus bets because nobody's missing out on the action this year with DraftKings and DraftKings customers. So make sure you go and use that promo code FANTASYPROS. Sign up today because new customers get that $5 bet to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code FANTASYPROS, where the crown is yours. Not mine this week because I bet Saquon receiving yards and Zay Flowers. So boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Next game up, Carolina in Houston. Carolina beat Houston 15 to 13 again. And just the only massively predictable thing week in and week out is just Adam Thielen just get peppered with targets, but very disappointing on many ends here. So what fantasy takeaways do you have out of this Carolina Texans game? Yeah, Thielen. I mean, if you listen to me on the BP uh, prop show, I also had Thielen over 66 and a half. He had 72. So we'll take that one weird nonsense in the backfield for Carolina again this week. I don't know why Miles Sanders is active for these games. I just don't get it yet. 10 snaps. Why is he even in there? Yeah. So Chuba Hubbard, 66% uh, percent snap share, which was 45 to only 10 for Sanders. He also ran uh, 21 routes, but he didn't have uh, the best day. Chuba didn't 15 for 28, two for 26 and two rushes for no yards for uh, Sanders. Bryce Young, 
not great either. Uh, 22 of 31, 235 and touchdown, just enough to win, which is great. But Mingo, four for 62, kind of becoming more of a guy every single week, and he keeps leading uh, the Panthers wide receivers and snaps, so that's been great. Another weird one for the Panthers, Tommy Tremble played over Hayden Hurst. So if there was anything left, you know, if Hayden Hurst was on any of your deep rosters or whatever, I think he can be safely cast aside. I don't know why you'd have him anyway, but Tremble played over him. Uh, Stroud finally struggled, you know, 16 to 24, 140 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no picks. He had uh, 13 rushing yards. Um, I, I mean, under 200 passing yards, two games in a row, and it affected everyone. Tank Dell was bad. You know, everyone was calling for him to have a good week this week or uh, four targets, three catches, 16 yards. Nico had four for 30 on six targets. Noah Brown was their leading receiver with 57 yards. It just was bad. And it looks even worse in the backfield for Houston because Pierce 12 for 46, no catches, Singletary 10 for 30 and two catches for 13 yards. And they split snaps, 25 for Pierce, 23 for Singletary, and 10 for Mike Boone. And he had more routes run than Pierce. So it's like two bad splits and then Boone coming in here to screw it up as That's well. Garbage. It's just ugly in Houston right now if Stroud isn't playing his best football. It is garbage. It's really not uh, startable. Uh, maybe with bye weeks or something like that, but the running back situation is really bad there. Tampa is at Houston next week. Indy at Carolina. Miami versus New England. Miami won 31 to 17. Didn't cover there. Uh, fantasy takeaways you want to throw in. We did see Jeff Wilson a little bit more in this. I thought Mac Jones would be better. He did have two touchdowns, but I don't know. This is kind of a blah game in general. I mean, I think this is just exactly what you expect. There's not a lot to take away here because Miami's offense was pretty solid. Mostert didn't have his best day, but he still scored. That was fine. Jeff Wilson getting a little more involved. Hill and Waddle were great. Mac Jones is still, you know, and Bourne scored. Juju scored on one catch. Uh, But the backfield is what we want New England to get something done, and it just still isn't doing anything. Uh, Seven for 36 for Zeke. 10 for 39 and two catches for 11 yards for Ramondre. So he had 50 total yards. It's just Ramondre is killing teams right now. And hopefully you didn't have to start him because it was not by apocalypse. But if you did five points, just ain't getting the job done. Six points. If you're in a half, just not looking good right now. No, it is not. We have got Washington at New England and then uh, Miami's, I was going to say at Kansas City, but the game's in Germany because yeah. of course it is because of course we have a Germany game. That's you don't want to wake up at 630 to watch. Nope. I mean, Mahomes, and, Mahomes going to Germany with the flu, by the way. Good luck with all that. So, is he allowed to go into the country? Well, yeah, it's not COVID. So he's not oh, bringing the bubonic okay. plague over. I think you can bring the flu over. It's <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, I don't know yeah. customs either. I've never, you know. Uh, I've been to Nogales a couple times. I'm not, I don't, I'm not a world traveler myself. So. I don't like any of that. You know what I do like? See the logo you might see here? Arizona Diamondbacks in the World Series. That's where I'm going to be going oh, on serious. Monday. And you know what I'm going to be doing when I get to the stadium for the World Series? Getting myself some Miller Lite. Because it doesn't have to just be backyard football gatherings, bonfires with a crisp autumn breeze, or attending just football games. It could be baseball games, too, because Miller Lite is the 96-calorie beer that tastes like beer and is perfectly brewed for everything fall, football, even baseball has to offer. Miller time is when you and your friends can get together and enjoy the simple things in life, like cheering on your team in the World Series. The next time you want to make the most of your fall memories, crack open a white can and let the great taste of Miller Lite hit your taste buds so hard 
you can feel it in your height, your heart and your height as well. I'm kind of tall, so I can do feel that a lot well. of things in my height every day. Exactly. So. Um, go and check them out today. You can get Miller Lite delivered to your front door. Visit MillerLite.com slash fantasy pros. That's MillerLite.com slash fantasy pros, or just find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories, 3.2 carbs, for 12 ounces and as i said next week we're only two in 6.4 carbs so bogman and i are doing pretty pretty good on the carbs today <laughs> not other days tennessee beat atlanta 28 to 23 i can't imagine we're going to keep defending desmond ritter but we are where arthur smith is going to keep defending him we did see some Bijan. we got a Bijan touchdown what fantasy takeaways uh do you want to do with this that doesn't have to do with deandre hopkins catching three touchdowns because he was amazing how about Will Levis? How about let's defend Will Levis and let's get a new starter in Tennessee that makes these players that we want for this offense viable, like DeAndre Hopkins. Four touchdowns for Will Levis, uh, 238 and four. He also added 11 rushing yards. But, you know. How about Ryan Tannehill to the Vikings? Get him the hell out of here. Sure. The Vikings and have Levis. Malik Willis to the Vikings. Somebody. I, yeah. I don't care who it is. Ryan Tannehill, just get. It just not Sharon Hall. Maybe I just don't think so. But Derrick Henry back to normal usage, 22 carries 101 yards, also caught four balls for 21 and his snaps, you know, Spears still got a lot of snaps. He had 30, 44 for Henry uh, Spears ran more routes too, but this is what we want to see. We want to see the touches go to Derrick Henry. 26 is exactly what we want. We want Hopkins getting downfield targets. He had three touchdowns. I mean, definitely offensive pass interference on his first one which would have been wiped away by like most other referee crews, but whatever, we'll take it. Um, you know, Ritter, I thought he was benched. He wasn't, he had the concussion protocol, but I mean, he was disgusting again. I think Heineke is going to get the start. You change a playbook a little bit because they were running some of those bootlegs with Heineke. And I'm like, he is not fast enough to run these. He's almost getting run down coming out of his boot. So, you know, just, just change the playbook a little, but put Heineke in because he looked uh, way better. And Bijan, this was interesting. He didn't have that many touches, 11 for 62, and he bailed himself out with the score. Then he had five targets and no catches. But he had 50 snaps. Algier had 15, and Patterson had 12. So that should put to bed everybody being mad at Arthur Smith about, you know, not put to bed, but it should eliminate it for next week. Anyway, you don't have to have any hesitation about Bijan at all whatsoever because he is the guy. So not a lot to take from the Atlanta side. Hopefully we see the new quarterback and I would like to see Will Levis starting for the rest of the year because why wouldn't he? Ryan Tannehill has been abysmal. We've got Tennessee at Pittsburgh, as I mentioned, Thursday night football. Minnesota is at Atlanta with no quarterback. So that should be an awful game. Speaking of, Minnesota beat Green Bay 24 to 10. We know the Cousins injury, which is not great. Green Bay continues to look not great. Bogman, what fantasy takeaway do you want to focus on this one? Yeah, I mean, look, we thought it was going to be Cam Akers. Uh, and in the beginning of the game, it really was heavy with him. He had nine carries for like uh, 19 yards and a score. And that was like all in the first half. I didn't see him get hurt, but then Madison just came in and maybe it was because Cousins got hurt. so good too. Like, and they're just like, no, we're good. Yeah, really. I mean, honestly, Madison had 44 snaps to 17 for Akers, which was just so strange. Osborne had 10 targets, uh, eight catches, 99 yards. Hawkinson scored, Addison scored. Uh, but I mean, the party might be over in Minnesota. So uh, the Packers abandoned the running game again. Seven rushes for 29 yards and 17 receiving yards for uh, Aaron Jones. I almost said Adam Jones. And uh, A.J. Dillon 
had five catches for 41 yards to lead the Packers in six carries for 11. It was just um, ugly. I mean, everything Dobbs scored a touchdown. Watson had eight targets, had 33 yards. I'm so frustrated with Green Bay. Everything Jordan Love garbage. just looks bad. I don't trust any of it anymore. I'm done trusting Green Bay. Like, okay, well, I miss out on an opportunity to maybe not start them. There are so many better options. I fall into the Aaron Jones trap. Other people fall into the Christian Watson trap. I'm done. Green Bay does not know what they're doing. They're and the Atlanta Sean Clifford behind uh, Jordan Love. It's not like they have someone waiting in the wings to go in and take over. You know, I would have Sean Clifford over Tommy DeVito, but that's probably it. I mean, it's bad in Green Bay right now. It is. Uh, The Rams are going to Green Bay, Minnesota at Atlanta, as I mentioned. Here's a quick break in the action because we talk a lot about what makes winners on this show. And there's one thing that all teams, coaches, and players have in common. Preparation. Planning is key in everyday life, too. And a great way to be prepared for the unexpected is to join Air Med Care Network, America's largest air ambulance membership network. Air Med Care Network providers operate state-of-the-art helicopters that can respond to critically ill or injured patients who need emergency medical transport. These flights can be very expensive, but as an Air Med Care Network member, you won't see a bill for your flight only when flown by one of their providers. That's right, you'd pay nothing. You can become a member of Air Med Care Network for just $99 per year. And right now, our listeners get up to an $80 MasterCard or Amazon e-gift card when they join and use offer code FANTASYPROS. That's FANTASYPROS with no spaces. Make financial peace of mind part of your game plan Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash fantasy pros. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Dallas Cowboys absolutely mud-stomped the Rams 43-20. to Not only did Dak look good coming off the bye, but CeeDee Lamb was an absolute monster, going over 150 multiple touchdowns. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get Tony Pollard to join into the party, and we also know that really everything was disappointing on the Rams side. Uh, Stafford getting hurt, and the guys you wanted to get involved didn't. But is there something fantasy-focused you want to focus on this game? I mean, just how bad Tony Pollard has been. He's been terrible. He has one double-digit game in his last four. Uh, You know, today it was six points in half PPR. Last week it was, or two weeks ago, because they had the bye last week, 14, 6.4, 7.5. I mean, his best game was week one. So it's been downhill literally since week one almost all year long, and I just don't know what's going to happen with Tony Pollard. I don't know why they can't refocus on giving him the football. So I'm getting a little bit concerned about him because he put up 43 points today and he didn't do anything. Yeah, very, very strange. Uh, obviously, you know, the Rams offense is going to change if Stafford has to miss a significant amount of time because Brett Rippon is not him. Henderson was the Rams leading receiver today. Uh, like you mentioned about Cup already, 10 targets, four catches, 21. Nakua, three for 43. Higby was the leading receiver today. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of Royce Freeman and Daryl Henderson if Matt Stafford does have to miss time. So let's hope that Deepak was right and it's just a sprain and not it doesn't require surgery. 
Rams are going to be at Green Bay, blah, and Dallas at Philly. Phenomenal matchup. Speaking of Philly, Philly beat Washington barely 38 to 31. Uh, Devontae Smith did make the betting day not mm. as horrible. AJ Brown made the DFS day pretty, pretty good. Though there were some scares, we had no uh, survivor investment in the Eagles. So it wouldn't have mattered if we did. Fantasy takeaways that you would like to focus on with Washington and Philly. How about AJ Brown becoming the first player in NFL history with six games over 125 receiving yards? And Tennessee traded him away. I just in a row. You didn't I still, even yeah, that. In, it, a row. It, in a row. Well, I mean, I think people got it, but yeah, in a row. Uh, 37. Uh, Jalen Hurts was huge today. Uh, four touchdowns, fumble loss. Uh, like you said, Devontae Smith hit his prop as well. Uh, Swift bailed us out with a touchdown, 16 for 57. Uh, good Sam Howell showed up. Jekyll and Howell, it was Howell this week. We like that. 397 yards and four touchdowns was great. Uh, B-Rob, just okay. He had 79 total yards. McLaurin, though, and Dotson. Dotson is alive. Curtis Samuel goes down. Jahan Dotson comes alive. Him. Trade him. Eight targets, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Um, you know what? I'm going to say, uh, so if, if well, with Samuel's, Samuel's out, good, that makes that interesting. Well, well, let's say Samuel's good. I think I'm going to go back on the Dotson trade. I think I think Hal and Dotson have worked it out now. So whatever the miscommunication was, whatever it was. Blah, starting blah, blah. him next week. Yeah, okay. Have, have fun. Right. I mean, if Samuel's out, that does change it like a tad bit to me. But if Samuel's there, like we're going to put Dotson back in our lineups. Like, oh, yeah, we're good. Like, I, I just think know. Dotson's too talented to be down for this long. So I, I'm kind of, I'm believing, I'm believing uh, the comeback on Dotson. So that's kind of what I'm pulling away from here more than well, anything. And yeah, tooth fairies and Santa Claus, it is believes. I mean, it all so. depends on what, if you get Jekyll or Hal, if we get nice Hal, then he's good. But if we get the guy that gets sacked 10 times and throws for 45 yards, everybody sucks. That's true. Dallas is at Philly, Washington at New England. So there you go. New Orleans, they beat the Colts 38 to 27. Man, Tara and I talk so much about Shahid, uh, Rashid Shahid today. And then he goes off and has this math, like back and forth about like, oh, Michael Thomas out. We want to start him. And then, oh, we'll see. Goes 153 and a score. Kamara did Kamara things. I will tell you, I did. And I did it on DraftKings, by the way. I talked earlier in the week about a touchdown prop that I was playing, which was Brees Hall and Alvin Kamara. And that did smack. Thank you, Alvin Kamara. Fantasy takeaways. We've already talked about Taysom Hill here, but what do you want to take out of this game? Yeah, I think uh, Shahid and Taysom are probably uh, the biggest parts. Minshew was rough, 23 of 41, 213. He had the bad pick. Kind of quiet day from Olave again, five for 46. He has one game over 57 yards since week three. No 100-yard games and only one touchdown in that stretch as well. So uh, just Olave, I want to see him and Carr get on track because we saw Rashid Shahid, who I had made a call for the last couple games, and it hadn't worked. Of course, he goes off three for 153 uh, today, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm a little worried about that. Josh Downs is obviously Minshew's favorite target. I mean, I think it's just becoming a thing here. Nine targets, seven for 72. Pittman led 13 targets, but he, he caught eight balls, but for only 40 yards, I uh, did bail himself out with the score. Uh, JT had 43 snaps to Moss's 28, so it is leaning more towards JT, but Moss did vulture the touchdown this week. Uh, JT with 95 yards rushing was nice. So uh, we're starting to get a little more consistency from this Colts offense with Minshew outside of everybody, but Minshew. So hopefully they start coming around and I want to see Olave and Carr get back on track. Otherwise 
Carr is going to be a questionable start. He's at least not a wide receiver one, two borderline guy. He'd have to go to a wide receiver three if he doesn't score or get 100 yards next week. He's just not had it recently. That'd be weird having like a pseudo wide receiver one, a tight end one, an RB one, and then a quarterback that you can't start as a QB one. It's just one of those <laughs> weird things that ends up it is, it is very, very strange, but it's like next week it, with confidence, do you want to start Olave yes, over down? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to go car over Purdy. Yes. No, I'm saying Olave over downs because Olave is starting to concern me a little bit. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I I want to start Olave too, but it's becoming questionable. So that's blindly. all I'm saying is Olave hasn't looked sure. good for like five weeks. Yeah, no, that's definitely uh, true. Also true is our autopilot tool. Confused on who you need to start? Worried to make the wrong choice? Well, we can do the work for you and take the stress out of lineup management with my playbooks autopilot tool autopilot makes it easy to manage your fantasy team's lineup get suggested lineup changes via email have us auto swap and active players out for you or turn on full autopilot mode kick your feet up and relax because you'll have your optimal lineup set for you every single week use autopilot at fantasypros.com slash my playbook or go on a fantasy uh fantasy football my playbook app and you can just check it right there for peace of mind and the best shot at victory every single week. Check out my playbook on the autopilot tool. The afternoon slate, Seattle, they were able to beat Cleveland. There was no Deshaun Watson. There was some Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt scoring. Uh, Kenneth Walker does his thing. Fantasy takeaway from this 24-20 matchup, Seattle and Cleveland. Did you see the time of possession difference in this game? I didn't. Cleveland had the ball for 36 minutes and 40 seconds to 23 20 for mm. Seattle and Seattle still won. And I think they put up like 23 fewer yards uh, holding the ball for 13 fewer minutes, which is just insanity. Like this game made no sense. Cleveland should have won this game and Seattle pulled it out. Um, weird running back stuff here because I mean, they only had the ball for 23 minutes, but Walker had eight for 66, which is great. But Charbonnet looked good, five for fifty-three, and in big spots. I mean, they averaged eight point. Walker was eight point three yards per carry and ten point six for Charbonnet. So Cleveland's rushing defense uh, definitely in question right now, and their whole defense in question. Ever since that game against the Niners, they have looked kind of shaky. Uh, Lockett was huge here, but Cleveland also. I don't get this weird three-headed monster. Um, we had Hunt, Strong, and Ford all in there. I'm assuming that when Ford is hundred percent, he'll be better. But um, I'm not sure. Cooper bailed out his day, and Joku scored and looked really good. But I really want to know what you're smirking at. Well, what? Is oh that? no, what I'll, I'll tell do? you. I'll tell you off here. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can't tell you on it. Okay. I got it. Yeah. All right. Is that it? All right. That's yeah, all I mean, stuff. that's everything. There's right. nothing to pull away. Like I hope. I hope we get Watson back at some point to make everyone more viable. And I hope that uh, you know Jerome Ford is 100% healthy in leads next week so yeah. we don't see i'm on the opposite end. like i want kareem hunt i want kareem hunt to yeah, be you have hunt everywhere i have ford in a couple spots so that's the difference so we're yeah. both selfish that's a little bit. yeah definitely selfish arizona's at cleveland seattle is at baltimore the denver broncos they provided kansas city with their favorite thing not covering spreads they beat <laughs> them losing. 24 to 9 big old losers in what was a weird weathery game or at least presented as a big weathery game fantasy takeaways that you want to talk about on this is obviously i don't was taylor swift at the game is that was that who the problem? cares i have no idea no um the problem was patrick Mahomes had the flu and he threw two bad picks and 
just clearly was not himself. So uh, this is what the Chiefs do when they get down. They completely abandon the, the running game. They did it once again. Pacheco only had eight rushes for 40 yards, uh, three catches for negative yards. Mahomes had a couple rushing yards there. Kelsey was your leading receiver, six for 58. This is like I'm taking this game if I'm watching the Chiefs and I'm throwing it away. It's not going to be this bad yeah, again because um, Mahomes had the flu. On the Denver side, though, this was interesting. How about 30 touches for Javante? 27 rushes for 85 yards, three catches for 13 yards, and got the score. Judy got in the end zone. Sutton got in the end zone. But Russell Wilson only had uh, – he had three touchdowns, but he only had 114 yards. Russell keeps either bailing his week out every week with touchdowns or no touchdowns and yards. It is very confusing, but um, I don't know. I think Sutton is startable, but Javante – is the guy now and is going to start getting used way, way more because he is starting to look like Javante from last year before the injury. I agree with that. I do think Javante is the usage is going to definitely go up. It's just going to have to be good all year. And he's got to be competitive matchups. Yeah, he did torch him hundred percent. You're hundred percent right about that. Uh, My San Francisco 49ers looked embarrassing. Three straight losses now as they lost to Cincinnati 31 to 17. Brock Purdy literally looked like the worst quarterback of the day. And Danny DeVito was playing for the Giants. He looked (laughs) awful, made the worst decisions, all the picks. 49ers could not stop anything. They looked so bad. It's not even remotely funny. And Cincinnati, they didn't look particularly incredible. It just was like Jason Burrow doing their thing, and the Niners were that bad. But um, what fantasy takeaway do you want to talk about? Because we had a lot of CMC, a lot of Kittle, a lot of Ayuk. They still provided while Purdy took away. And Cincinnati, we didn't have oh. the big T Higgins thing that everybody thought was going to happen outside of me. Um, I didn't think it was going to happen, but we did get the Jamar Chase stuff. Yeah, look, I like this version of Brock Purdy for fantasy. Like, I know I don't like it for throwing you. Throwing three picks? Uh, throwing two picks, but, but, uh, and oh, yeah, a fumble. Call back, yeah. Uh, but, Not but, turnovers. um, yeah, three turnovers, but 365 yards, and he made everybody like we got Kittle and Ayuk and McCaffrey all working well together. Let's put Debo back in there next week and have them losing in the fourth quarter, and maybe we see some yards. But I mean, you know, yes, I'm concerned about Purdy moving forward, but I mean, what is the difference between him and Sam Darnold in fantasy purposes? Probably not a lot. I'd rather have Darnold. So, you sure. I mean, let's see him, you know, and may, we could be working that with three straight losses. We might be working that way towards Sam Darnold. So, Purdy is on shaky ground. Everyone else in San Francisco is fine. I think after the bye week, Joe Burrow just looks amazing. Joe Cool, 28 to 32, 283 and three. He looked great. Um, Chase was really good, 10 for 100 in the score. Higgins was fine. Five for 69, but Boyd got a touchdown there and Mixon with another 19 touches. So uh, Cincinnati looked pretty solid on the road here, which I did not like. I think the biggest takeaway that really needs to be understood is when you go up against the Niners, you can do more against the 49ers. You can definitely pass. You should, as I picked on the Steelers, is like you should focus on wide receivers against the Steelers. You should focus on high-end wide receivers against the 49ers. They cannot cover that inability for high-passing offenses is going to allow teams to be able to run. And Joe Mixon was able to do that today. So that was pretty brutal. Final up here, we got Baltimore beat Arizona 31 to 24. I hand up. I thought Zay Flowers was going to have a huge day, but it was all Gus Edwards. And the Ravens kind of got away with it because they just kept letting Arizona peek around and poke around. And uh, they weren't, you know, particularly great, but what fantasy takeaway uh, do you want to focus on in this one? Yeah, I think the, the big thing here is I'm not going to panic too much about Zay. 
Um, Lamar looked off today. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the West Coast, the later start in the afternoon or something, but he did, he was not himself. 18 and 27, 157 yards and a touchdown. He added 17 rush yards. So he didn't even have a huge day. This was the Gus Bus game. We talked about it earlier. Three uh, touchdowns for him. Uh, Mark Andrews with the touchdown as well. I thought it was interesting. DeMarcado, this, this is so weird. DeMarcado went from being the backup to being behind Keontae Ingram to getting Keontae Ingram not even on the field, which he was back on the field again today, but 20 carries for him for 78 yards was nice. And uh, Trey McBride, number one target here, 10 for 95 and one. But this whole offense could flip next week because Kyler Murray is supposed to be coming back. And who are his favorite targets? We know that he likes Marquise, who had a touchdown today and six for only 33. But I think this uh, whole offense could look different next week if Kyler is coming back. I think it's good for Marquise Brown. I think it's good for Trey McBride. Probably not good for the running backs because Kyler can run as well. So um, maybe better for the overall offense. But it was interesting that while Connor is down, DeMarcado is officially the guy. Yeah, there you go. And that is it. Everything that we have got for you on the week eight rewind, the fantasy impact of everything that's going down. Make sure you guys are subscribed to youtube.com slash fantasy pro. So you don't miss any of the action. We have got waivers coming up here on Monday. We've got RB wide receiver ranks and everything else. Fantasy pros has got you hooked up on the podcast, right? Make sure you rate and review. If you can subscribe in your favorite podcast app, Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube if you want to watch them. Tons and tons of content, and we appreciate all of your guys' support. That is everything that we got. Uh, Bogman Sports on Twitter, at IsItTheWelsh. Thank you guys for hanging out. I'll take any other quarterback outside of Brock Purdy, and go Diamondbacks is what I can tell everybody. Thanks for hanging out, and good luck the rest of the week as we'll talk to you right here on the fantasy football side on Fantasy Pros. Bye, friends. See ya. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but for some reason, they just won't go to sleep. And for this reason, I created the podcast Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. Join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cam Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. 
His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to the Dow of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.